0: Today, once again, it is my privilege to stand before you to share God's word. And uh, before that, I do not know how many of you know it, but we, as uh, whoever stands here, whenever we preach, it is not the message prepared for you, and it is first of all to us. And before I stand here, and it is very much confirmed that this message first of all to me as well. So I thank God for the privilege of uh, speaking to me. And uh, whatever uh, we preach from here, It is indeed, it is God who speaks to us. And when God says something to us, to you, definitely we will come with all uh, comfort and uh, all authority and His power. Amen? And uh, subsequently, as I said, usually, it is very usual, it is a regular thing in this church, God is continually speaking to and confirming by one another for what the message we are going to present today. As I was sharing in the past weeks also to our, to our pastors, even last week also it is confirmed, even before the beginning of this worship service, God confirms that. Today the message is for us. For each and every one of us. Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. If you believe, say loud amen to that. Yes. That's right. Very specially. Just to title this message, I little bit uh, struggle and uh, how to title this message. Basically, I put uh, God's encouragement in our discouragement. Finally, this morning, before I come here, again, the last word changes. God's encouragement in our indifferences. Anyhow, let's go through, open our Bibles to Agai, chapter 2. Verse 1 to 9. That is the key portion of my message. But I will take even the previous uh, chapter as well. I will read it for you from Akai chapter 2 from verse 1 to 9. In the seventh month, on the twenty-first of the month, the word of the Lord came by Akai, the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Salatil, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshadar, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, it is not in your eyes as nothing, Yet now be strong Zerubbabel, says the Lord. And be strong Joshua, son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest. And be strong all you people of the land, says the Lord. And work for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I covenanted with you, when you came out of Egypt, So my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more, it is little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, And the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And all this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. How wonderful and beautiful it is, you know. God's promises. When you look at it, it is a small chapter, small book, just as the two chapters. In this, what God has for that, let us go through the background about it. In uh, 586 BC, the Babylonians sacked Jerusalem, destroyed the temple of Jerusalem, and took most of the Jews into exile. About 50 years later, Cyrus the Persian took Babylon and brought the Babylonian empire to an end. The next year, 538 B.C., he allowed the Jews to return to their homeland and rebuilt the temple at Jerusalem. All of this was owing to the sovereign end of God, fulfilling the prophecies of Jeremiah, as it is written in Ezra 1.1. So, on return to the land, among the returning the exiles were probably the prophets Agai and Zechariah that is written in Isaiah 5, 1-2, sums up as what these two contemporaries accomplish. Now the prophets Agai and Zechariah, the son of Edu, prophesied to the Jews, who were in Judea and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel, who was over them. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Celestial and Joshua, and the son of Josadak, arose and began, rebuilt the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God helping them. So, Agai, the prophets, and Zechariah were sent by God to assist in the rebuilding of the temple. This work was begun according to Agai, first chapter, verse 15. On the 25th day, the sixth month of the second year of the reign of Darius, which is our dating in September 21st, 520 bc so you can see that about 18 years went by between return to the exiles and rebuilding of the temple this delay is what brings forth the message of agai today the way prophet agai motivates the jews to rebuild the temple of god as a powerful application to our own efforts to build the church of God. I want you to focus mainly on the message of Agai as we read in 2nd chapter 1-9. So you know the structure, when you look at the first part, in the first chapter and the second chapter, God is speaking four times. The four things. We may not find time to go through four, at least two we will sing. What the message for him and why is the message? It is well known and it is evident. They were brought back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And to rebuilding about 18 years after they started and they became very slow and they gave up. In the previous fact, chapter, when you look at it, they were content and comfortable with their own and building of their own houses. Forget about it, the house of God. That is what God is there and chose a guy and spoke to him, go and tell this to these people. And that's why the message came to us. So in this case, the first message in this chapter reveals us the governor and the priest and the people that uh, the reason they are all frustrated in that they have tired to make their own lives comfortable. Neglecting the temple of God, that says in verse four and four, four to six. So it is the time that yourself to dwell in your paneled house. That's what the wife says. While this house lies in ruin, now therefore consider how you have fared, or consider your ways. That's what the promise says. Consider your ways. You have shown much. And harvested little. You ate. See the verses. In verse 6. You have shown much. Chapter 1 verse 6. And bring a little. You eat. But you not have enough. You drink. But you are not filled with a drink. You clothe yourselves. But no one is warm. And he who earns wages. Earns wages and put into a Bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You may be thinking, what it means? When we are thinking about God's blessings and provisions in all the way, in every way we are content, that's true. Just remember, the beginning of the year, what God said, what is the promise, what is the key word, What is the theme of this year? The theme of the year is evangelism. Evangelism. Through evangelism, bringing people, building God's kingdom, bringing God's glory. And how do we do? What is our expectation? As we receive the word from the beginning, God is continually reminding each and every one of us through different servants of God and different services and encouraging us. How much to our conscience we are moving forward or serving the Lord or concerned in building God's kingdom. If it is not so, whatever we earn, whatever we eat, that's what the scripture says. You have so much, you bring little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with the drink. You yearn much, but you are not content with things. Why? Because you are taking God's word casually. You are Your concern towards building God's kingdom on this earth is not become much more important in your life than your personal. It is evident. You might be thinking, how come? How come? How can I say that? It is so evident. See, recently. You may not believe it. You know about your house. You know about yourself. Personally. Personally, in your spiritual life, how you are. How is your family? Your home, I mean. Is your home is a uh, classic or a ideal Christian home? Or you are responsible for that home? Is that home is built on Christian foundation, the word of God? Is there altar calls? Is there regular prayers? How you are bringing up your children? Is there peace in that home? Is that glory of God is there? You can say, can you say that the glory of God is in our home and we are experiencing it? Working in your working place, how do you do? Are you peaceful or working in, in that place? Recently when we had last month about the workers get together, we are very happy. And we are talking pastors. And uh, it is good. In our small congregation like about 450 people or 400 people, about 160-170 workers are there. How God is working through other people. Thank God for that. We appreciate. We are thanking God. But, out of 160 you know by yourself how much effective worker you are in the church. Simple. You ask yourself. And we are very proud of having 17 castles. We are, thank God for that. We started with 7. We are in 17 now. Thank God. But... How many of you make use of that privilege and ca- going and attending that castle and be- receive your blessing and you became a blessing there? How many of you? There are cells. About 37 people has a list. 7 people attending. Now you know. What is your quality? How much you concern about yourself? how much you concerned about building this church. God is faithful. God never changes. Because of God's grace, still we are existing in this land and we are the part of this fellowship. Do you agree that? God is God. That's why we are still worshipping in this place, experiencing all His provisions in this land. But, when compared with God, of course, it cannot be compared, but when we compare with God and his provisions, we don't care or pay more attention in building God's kingdom. We have not spent or give our enough to serve Him. That is the message. That is why. Even it is the same case as it was in Jerusalem. And the same message for us even now. God is speaking through his prophet as he has spoken today. That is the message for us. Why? Why people cannot do that? Is it discouragement? Overall, as I said, that you are not concerned. Is it discouragement? And why? What has happened? What is the message for us in this thing? There may be a depression or a guilt or frustration. The reason I mention the glory of God because of the verses 8, Agha's remedy for the frustration goes like this. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build a house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may appear in my glory, says the Lord, both then and now. The real problem is not the neglect of the building, but indifferences. That means, unresponsiveness, the lack of interest in building God's kingdom, and unconcern about God's glory. We may talk about the glory of God. God promises that He will fill this house with His glory. How many of us believe and expect and expect that we have to feel it? It is true. As in the verses it says, Go up to the mountain and bring the wood and build the house. That is the physical structure. Those days the churches are not like this with the bricks and stone. And it is also with the pillars of the wood. The comparatively. Just a few verses. See in the overall Bible. Our life, human life, is compared with the trees. Do you believe that? Do you know that? We are trees. God has compared humans as the trees. Let me see three words. In Psalm 1 verse 3. Blessed he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water... That brings forth his fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Who is that? Those who are blessed. I true, I agree for your faithful confession. You are, We are blessed. That's accepted. But those who are blessed will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Psalm 92, 12 and 13. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Who are they? The righteous. Are we righteous? Are we righteous? Yes, it is not by us, it is by our, through our Christ, Jesus Christ, right? And we are supposed to be the planters, and we should be in this court of this house. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 8. For he shall be like a tree. Who is that? The chosen one, the Judah. Eight verse says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaves will be green, and will not anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So this confirms that we humans are compared with trees. And now the message is, to build a temple, we have to go up to the mountain and bring it. Why? On the top, climbing to the mountain is not easy. First of all, go. We cannot sit and ask that we are building. We have to go. The missionary command is to go. Jesus came. In the same way he went out from to the villages, towns and cities. In the same way we are expected to go. It is not going to the cities and towns also, alone. It is also to the mountains where it is difficult to climb. And there you will get the matured tree to bring it down. It is not easy. That is very simple compared with evangelism. It is not easy. To talk about evangelism bringing souls to the kingdom maybe seems to be easy, but it is not. To build a temple and to see the glory, we have to climb up and bring. And we, as the children of God, as God states that we are blessed, we are righteous, and we are, our hope is in Him, and we are, God is keeping us in this temple as a pillars. To hold on the word of God in this. In general, when you look at it. See, this is the background about it. And what is expected from us. Why is this message? Very shortly we will go. So, when you look at it. I look at it in this way. The about of perseverance. What is? It seems to be like outdated concept of our days that because we are living a instant world. Everything is instant. Wherever we go, whichever direction you stand, everything is instant. So if it does not come easy, why pursue it? It is the harder require endurance. So to start here you new know, it sometimes in a, a, we know in this world we are very much concerned about our health. Most of us uh, there will not be any one exempted who never care for their health, physical health. right? You agree? Hello. So we go by so many natural diets or other diets, and uh, whatever it is to maintain our body to we keep our health healthy. We start with some other programs, some other dieting schedules. Sometimes we start with, but we cannot complete it. Some exercises we start, we stop it after a few days. Right? It is practical. It is very practical. In the same way, spiritually, in the beginning of the year, we have planned, we have vowed that, okay, this year I am going to study the word regularly, I will complete it this year. We will start, we do not know where we are now. About the prayer life we start. This year we will give a little more time. And fellowship being, we started. We do not know. Now only three months passed, no? No, two months passed. We are in the third month. Just two months passed. How many of you are still maintaining from the day one of January what we have promised to God to do? And are we keeping our promises? And we are challenged from here. About fellowshipping and serving God. And if you are not working or serving God in this land or in this church, you will not serve God anywhere else. I challenge you. That I challenge you. Yes. It maybe seems to be very light to you, or you may laugh at at me too. Never mind. But it is the truth. If you cannot, if you are not serving God or learn to serve Him in this land and in this church, you will not serve Him anywhere else. Difficult. So that is why we are challenging and we are encouraging, building people. The motive of this church, the leadership, the what God has given us, thought is is building the people. Building the people. Building our homes. That is why. The coming days, coming Saturday, the next Saturday, we are having a seminar, family seminar is to build our homes. Because it is in disaster. We may come as a family outside with our children, with our spouse, showing the world that we everything is alright. But we do not know, God only knows what is going on in between you and at your homes. That's why God put that burden in this church, in the leadership. Build up the family. When you are built up, your family will be built up. When your family is still right, of course, the church, house of God, will set right. And then, as God is promising, we will see the glory better than the previous years. Right? I said, yes. There are a lot of things too. I don't know. See, why I say this about the present and the past in this church, as I am, uh, I may not complete it, but I let me uh, tell the truth. Um, in this church, as it was very small, not like this, from the altar, the same, the power of God is manifested, and the even demon possessed were delivered. By the manifestation of God's power, miracles took place as we are in small. Prophecy came fulfilled. There are lots of miracles that took place. I like last week a pastor mentioned here and the during the victory night. One word I liked it. Before we close, when we pray before the benediction. You are expected to come forward and tell the testimony. That is the faith. It happened. I am not telling the lie. It happened. When we were in a early will, And before the benediction, when I was called to go and close the prayer. When I was, during the time, I was, I was not physically well. And I had some pain. Before the benediction, I went and testified. God did it before I leave this place. It is God's working. In one of the Thursday intercession, And before that something has happened in my workplace. And uh, there is a big loss. About uh, more than 4,000 or something reals. It was missed. Where is missed? When I receiving, I missed it. But I I prayed to God. Before this Thursday, it should be found. Because the auditing is coming. I have to go and testify. I, I, I prayed. During the prayer meeting, for some work, I have to go. Before completing or closing the prayer, in between the prayer, I went out. But I was in the car park. I got a message from our pharmacy. And said that it was where it is lost, in Denmark. And the man who went out, he came to his office, checked his files and found that what i lost here is found there and he called to the company and the company they called me immediately from the car park i came to the altar and took the mic from pastor shen and i said this is what god did it this is our god this has to be happened to everybody we what is the condition you concern about god's work god will take care of your work why it is not happening in your life? Why it is not happening in your home? Why there is no place? You take care of God's con- concern, about God's work and His kingdom purposes. Definitely it will happen to you, personally. In your working place, in your personal life, you wanted to grow, you wanted to live in peace, God promises always stays. God is not partial. He is always the same. As he was with you in the beginning of the year, he will be with you forever. Yes. Let us see what are the words he is going to tell in these days. So in that case, if you let me to hear even one hour I can tell. Only the testimony is what God is doing or done in the past in this church. Why it is not happening? We have to think about each and every one of us. Is it me? Is it because of me? If you, God convicts you, You confess it. You pray with it. Seek Him diligently. Definitely you will experience the deliverance. And you will experience peace in your life and also in your family. Amen? First of all, in this verse, let me go fast. What we know from here, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, First thing we will understand, God understands and cares about your discouragement as we are facing to serve Him. Let me read it again. God understands and God cares. This is the first thing you should know in whatever the situation you are going through. If you are sick, you cannot get up from your bed. You believe it. God knows it. And God cares for it. Whatever the difficulty, I cannot name it. You know it. Some people may pretend that you may not go through any or experiencing any difficulty or any problem in you. But it is so evident that we are, we are humans. We have discouragement, we have fear, we have doubt, we feel shy, we are not bold enough to go forth and share the word boldly and can be witness to the people, even though those whom we know also. We are so reluctant in sharing and testifying of the goodness of God. It is very true. But in that case, what the word of God, the encouragement first comes to us is, I know you. I know your situation and I will care for you. That is that is our God. And subsequently, why these things are not happening, that we have to first of all understand. Maybe the loss of initial excitement can dis- discourage us. We used to teach in the Bible study. And you have to study one day a lesson. You don't go for the second day lesson on one day. So, because in the beginning, you will be excited to do more. You just think about, when you accept Christ, how much you are excited. And why, where, what, what happened to that excitement now? How many years Christians you are now? Maybe 10 years, 15 years, forty years, or even 1 year, no problem. But, those excitement is not now found in you. Why? That is the one of the reasons. We are so excited, now we have to become cooled down. So, that will become a discouragement. Secondly, delays can discourage us. If God speaks, immediately obey. Don't postpone to tomorrow. If you put it tomorrow, then that will become a discouragement. You will not do it. You don't look for a good day and wait for some other day, one other day. Even to accept Christ, people are just wasting their years. Still time, when everything is confirmed, I will accept Christ. I will come to the Lord. I will obey Him. If you delay, that delay became an discouragement for you. You are reluctant. You are having an indifference in your life. Your delay also can make that. So don't delay it. Outside opposition and criticism can discourage us. That's what happened in those days in Agai time. Outside opposition... People might think in verse 5 the Lord says, do not fear. He would not say that unless they had reason to be afraid. And any time you attempt to God's work, Satan will stir up opposition. We are in a battle with the forces of darkness that opposed to the church of Christ. You expect opposition. Opposition is always there. But as a child of God, God is telling, in the, I don't know how many of you noticed that. God is telling three times, be strong, be strong, be strong. It doesn't mean they are weak. And do not fear, do not fear. How many times? There are challenges given to the God children. Do not fear. So, those things should not become a uh, discouragement for you. Fourthly, inside pessimism or a doubt, comparison or a faulty expectations. I can discourage us. It is not only outside, even inside. Is it possible? Can I do that? So, we think like that. So, in that case, inside also there are. There are discouragement. We compare with the past. When we compare with others, if you do so within us, they are the faulty expectations. So, those things may become an hindrances for you to be discouraged since I have no time, just I have to rush it up. Your wrong view of success can discourage us. Some view success extremely, uh, uh, externally rather than the internally. That is, this temple is so big. Those days, they might have thought it. Solomon's temple was very big. What you are building is very small. You may be compared. So, that church is bigger, this church is bigger, or that. So, those things should not became a discouragement. And um, we always, God promises here. They were told, okay, in Solomon's temple, this much of gold was there. This mu- So in that, what God is saying here, forget about the gold. Gold and silver is mine. God is not going to build the ch- temple with those things. But we are in the present world. God says, what is the promise? He will fill and build the church. And fill this with his glory. Not the gold. His glory should ascend us. As. We, everyone should sense the presence. Unless you experience in your closet the glory of God. It is impossible for you to experience here. That's why I say, indeed God speaks. I was sharing the the, the discipleship training classes. What are the things God uh, spoke and uh, what are the things I shared here in the church? Why we are not blessed? Not every, we pray, we cry, everyone to be blessed. None should go from this hall without receiving God's blessing. But it is not practically, sometimes it is not possible. Why? The blessings is, it is not based on the preacher who preached from here. The blessing is based on your expectation and your preparation. How do you prepare and come here? In that race and range, you will receive God's blessing. If you just uh, run from there and uh, sweating and thundering uh, and, uh, and uh, were expecting God to bless you, no. You become an entrance for your neighbor. If you are coming here, rushing and uh, pushing everybody and coming inside... You are becoming hindrances. First of all, even in the worship, you will not feel free. You are not letting others also. How many of us that, pray before coming, I should not be in hindrances for my brother to receive God's blessing? How many of us? Prepare yourself and come. Definitely you will receive it. God will use you. Our concern is not only receive God's blessing. Our concern is, as I am blessed, my brethren has to be blessed. That should be our prayer. Right? Secondly, let me move. God is looking for the glory of Christ formed in the hearts of his people, not for the outward or superficial signs of success. Indeed, we expect signs and wonders. And manifestation of God's power in this place. More than that, in our heart, we should experience the glory of God. Amen? Amen? God hears it. Secondly, God's words to us when we are discouraged is serving Him to persevere. That is, chapter 2, verse 4a. What He says. Be strong. See the word. Yet now, be strong, Sir says the Lord. And be strong, Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest. And be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Be strong. This is the word. Don't think that you are weak. And you cannot do that. You do not have knowledge. You do not have wisdom. You do not have this and that. First of all, I am missing this, this, this. Don't put the condition and put your, all your needs. And if God meets all these needs, I can do that. No. Put up all those things. God will take care of it. That's what in the beginning he says: I know you and I will care for you. That is first. Now, secondly, he says, Be so. Don't think that you are unable. You are ca- you are not capable. No, you are fully qualified. You are blessed. But God says, "Be strong. Be strong, all of us. Be strong. Take courage." And He says them. Not only that, work, keep going, persevere. There is two aspects of this kind of perseverance in the attitude and an action. Number one is. Perseverance requires right attitude. The attitude is, we should be strong. Secondly, here the word says, continually, says the Lord, and work. Thirdly, I am with you, says the Lord, Lord of hosts. Not only be strong, that is, the work, the attitude, and also you should work. We should not just be hearing from God, okay I am strong. God told me you are be strong, be strong, I am strong. Be strong means it is it is only the attitude. But you have to work. If you acknowledge and we believe that you are strong, put it in a work and say that you are working in the kingdom of God. Right? And that is the action, part of it. Thirdly, God assures us. His presence, his promises, and his prophecy. His presence, as he said, his promises and his prophecy, whatever he has said. See, when you look at the same scripture, he says, First thing, as he said, I know and I care for you. Be strong and work. I am with you. And in this coming word, he says, according to the word that I have covenanted with you when he came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. We are in the last days. We are in the New Testament time. We are in the days where the Spirit of God dwell in us. So, As we know, in those days, God was among the people in the Old Testament time. Once in a while, He used to appear to a selected people. And in the time of Jesus Christ, God was with them. The one who was among them became with them. He walked with the people. But now, He is in us. He is dwelling in us, in each and every one of us. Today, the promise to us, what He is saying is, I will dwell with Him. Be strong and work. Build the temple of God. Care, concern to build the kingdom of God. Don't build your own kingdom. Don't concern you about your own thing. First of all, seek the kingdom of God. Then the rest of the things will be added unto you. So, His Spirit go with you and abide in the midst. That's what the God promises to us. God assures us when we are discouraged in serving Him by His prophecies, as I said. So, dear children of God, this message actually—it is not possible to finish it in 45 minutes. It is too hard. But you know the outline and the message. What God expects you expects you to know today. And God is concerned. It it, it is our privilege to be in His house. Right, right. It is our privilege. And we are more than that. We are all His children. Accepted Him. And also further step, most of us here are God called as His servant. And the challenge and the message from God to all of us in this year is, we are all called or commanded. In the beginning, the pastor said that we are, uh, what do you call uh, Somebody has said. Um, Expected. We are not expected to share God's word or concern His word. We are commanded to serve God. When he was telling, I got it in my mind, it is not uh, expected. It is commanded. Do you believe that? If you believe, say "Amen." Amen. If you say Amen, it is accepted by you and expected from you. Amen? It is expected from you. Praise God for that. So as a conclusion, can we persevere in whatever the Lord has given to us to do for his kingdom? Just as a result of the people building the temple in Agai's time, so our obedience in building his spiritual temple, the church will glorify him. Two weeks before when pastor was here, he was speaking about when we evangelize, we will see the glory of God. Why we should evangelize? To see the glory of God. See how God confirms it and continually. So, if you are discouraged in your service for the Lord, He wants you to encourage that you persevere for His glory. Amen? Three questions before you. I close it. Are you committed to the Lord's work? Where is the proper balance between work, home, and the church commitments? You have to see. You know about yourself. I cannot judge. First of all, what is your commitment to God's work? How is How are you in your work? How are you in your home? How are you in the church? Balance it. Secondly, what discourages you the most in your service for the Lord? And how can you prevent and overcome it? Seek God's guidance. Thirdly, can you bring God's glory in this church and in your home. This is the question. I leave it before you and you close your eyes. Let us ask God to bless us. And
1: With your eyes closed and as you talk to god just think of those three words consider your ways that's all god is asking us to do today consider your ways talk to god god is reminding us that there's lot that he has in store for us but he wants you and me not to take him for granted not to take anything in this life for granted not to be so selfish for ourselves but he says consider your ways as we move on to the Lord's table you will hear those words again because it says let a man Examine himself. Consider your ways. Will you turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 32. First Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 32. And we will read these verses before we... Celebrate the Lord's Table. We know that the Lord Jesus established two ordinances for the church, baptism and the Lord's Table. And through the Lord's Table, we affirm our oneness with the Lord and with each other. And today, we come in remembrance of Jesus Christ and what he did for us. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 onwards. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. For when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord. That we may not be condemned with the world. The bread is symbolic of the body of Christ. And when we eat the bread at the Lord's table, we do it in remembrance of the sinless body of Jesus that bore our sins on the cross. The cup in the Lord's table is the blood of the lamp of God that was shed For your salvation and my salvation. We also need to come to the Lord's table. With personal preparation. The Bible says. Let a man examine himself. Today consider your ways. Examine yourselves. Let's be again in an attitude of prayer. As we take a moment to consider these. Am I taking the Lord's table as a ritual? First Friday of every month. Am I doing it as a ritual? Am I taking the Lord's table lightly? Do I know what it stands for? Do I know what it means in my life? Am I partaking of the Lord's table with bitterness and malice in my heart? Am I partaking of the Lord's table with unconfessed sin. If you have answered yes to any of these, you must confess your wrongdoings to the Lord and ask Him to forgive you. God's grace is freely available to all who ask. You cannot come to the Lord's table in an unworthy manner. Take a moment to think of yourself. Are you right with your brother? Are you right with your sister? Are you right with the Lord? Are you right in your heart? If not, just turn to the Lord and say, Forgive me. This should not be part of me, and I do not want it. Forgive me, Lord, because I want to be your child clean and pure. Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us this provision, Lord Father. And Father God, even as we pray for the bread and the cup and we remember what it means, your sacrifice, the blood you shed so that I who was dead can now live. I who was bound for hell can now go to heaven. I who was bound for eternal damnation now has eternal life. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for what you have done for us. We ask you, Lord, that as we take off the bread and, as the, and we take off that cup, it will truly remind us of who you are and what you have sacrificed for us, Lord. Father God, help us not to take it in vain and help us not to take it as a ritual. Father God, for every one of us who is going to partake of this Lord's table that you have set for us, I ask, Lord, that you be reality. That what you have done is not history, but what you have done is today with us, Lord Father. Father God, every person you are going to bring up here, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that you shall continue to minister unto them. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord's table, which most of you will come forward to now in a few minutes, is for those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his or her personal Lord and Savior and have obeyed him in taking the waters of baptism by immersion. If you haven't done this, please abstain from the Lord's table. Consider your ways. Consider what the Lord has said. Please meditate on the word of God. Look at your own life and consider receiving the Lord as your personal savior. For those of us who are partaking of the Lord's table, the ushers will guide us forward. Please come following order that we don't have confusion over here. And as you come and take off the bread and drink off the cup, take it remembering what the Lord has done for you. Have an attitude of gratitude as you come forward. The ushers will guide us.
2: See you
3: The message came this afternoon. I want you to ask yourself one question. We all know we have only one life on this earth, and many of us are given chances to serve Him. One life. What are you going to do with the life that God has given unto you? The temple was built and all that you did up to now, you have served Him. As pastor said, we need to see glory of God descend upon us, our ministry, our work, our family and in our personal life. Please bow your heads and ask the Lord, Lord, you are giving me one chance. Just bow your heads, please. You are giving me one chance. I want your glory to descend. I want your grace to fall upon me. I want your anointing to fill me so that I could be used for your glory, Daddy. Don't let go of me, Father. Give me one more chance to serve you. I need to be used in this land for your glory. I need to be used in this church for your glory. And I want your glory to be manifested in my family and my personal life. Begin with me. Begin with me, Holy Spirit. So that glory can extend to my family. Extend at my work. And be manifested at my work. That so that glory can be extended to this church. Father, we say thank you, Lord God, for hearing us today. Thank you for your word that came forth, Lord God. Father, we pray more of your anointing, Master, on our pastor. We pray that you will reveal, you will reveal more and more into him, Lord God, that he could bring it forth to us and we could be blessed in Jesus' name. Father, I pray more of your anointing on your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us share the grace together. May the grace, the love of God the Father and the fellowship, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. And for the last time, forever and ever. Amen. Be blessed this week.